Welcome to the Calvary Church Podcast. Worthy, worthy of our worship and our praise today. Brother Terry, if I could get some more monitors, I'm struggling with my voice, and if I can't hear myself, I'll start screaming, and then I won't have a voice to finish. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much. It is great to be at Calvary today. I am saddened today that your pastor is not here. Uh, I've preached in this pulpit, Brother Greg Wright, many, many times, but uh, I've never preached solo. (laughs) I've always had him here to know if I'm doing a good job or if I just need to calm down. And so I I, uh, guess I brought my wife for that. She's had 23 years experience. Praise the Lord. But we are, we are saddened that brother and sister Edwards are not able to be with us today, but we are thankful that they are spending much time with their family, and uh, we pray for their protection as they travel back and forth. As I said just a few moments ago, I have been struggling uh, with my voice the last two days, and uh, actually since about the 13th of December, I have been sick with one thing after another. I believe it's a spiritual attack. I believe the devil is trying to stop what God has showed me that he wants to do in 2023. But I've lived for the Lord long enough that I know that, Brother Wright, that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he than the snake that I'm staring down today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I give honor to uh, the men that are serving uh, today, your soundboard, your trustees, your offering ushers, everyone that's been a part of this service, the musicians, thank you very much for helping my wife do that. I thank my wife and my son Josiah and his friend Xander for coming with us today and uh, ministering with them. I hardly ever minister without them. I know evangelists that travel the world without their wives. I, I don't know what I would do without mine. And uh, so she wonders sometimes what I'd ever do without her either. But praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord. But I can do my own laundry, so praise the Lord. But we are thankful again to be in the house of God. And I'm going to draw your attention to the book of Psalm, Psalm 91. And uh, <clears throat> this may be the shortest message you ever heard me preach if my throat doesn't uh, hold up. I'm going to put a cough drop in my mouth here, and hopefully it doesn't impend upon my ability to preach. But uh, I heard a story one time of a, a old-time preacher that would put a mint in his mouth, and when the mint was gone, he knew to stop. Well, one day he went to preaching for hours and then discovered at the end of it that he had not popped a mint in his mouth but a button. That's not a button, so we won't be here that long. Praise the Lord. The Bible says in Psalms 91 and 1, he said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler or for the noiseless pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler, and thou and shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that waiteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh, thy dwell, uh, nigh thee, only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked." 
Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. And they shall bear thee up in their hands, thou shalt da- lest thou shalt dash their foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon lions and adders and young lions and dragons shalt thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him and I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say in the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. With the Lord's help and his anointing today, I want to preach this simple subject, living in the shadow, living in the shadow. Let us pray. Father, I thank you today for the blessings of the Lord. I pray that God, that right now in the name of Jesus, that one more time that you would honor this vessel today that might be used for your service to glorify your kingdom, to spread your gospel message, and to preach the acceptable word of the Lord to this congregation today. I pray for that same anointing to be upon the hearers of the word, that they might perceive what the Spirit would say to them for such a time as this. I ask all these things in the only name that I know today, the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus that brings forth the anointing that destroys the very yokes in our life right now. And I pray in that name because there's neither any other name today to pray in. The name of Jesus is wonderful. And I praise you right now in your holy name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You may be seated today. Living in the shadow. I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to live in someone else's shadow uh, in the regards to the fact that maybe you have a friend or someone that is more popular than you and they have all the people's attention on them and you're, they just allow you to be around because they kind of like you and you just kind of live in their shadow. You get to go to, got to go to the great parties because they were invited, not because you were, but you just kind of live in their shadow. There were benefits of living in someone else's shadow. I want to talk to you today about living in the shadow of Jesus Christ. I believe today that there's no better shadow to live in than our Lord and Savior this morning. The Bible says that he dwelleth in the secret place and the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. If you don't mind today, I'm going to use uh, reference to a different translation at times through my message today. Uh, It will not take away from the Word of God, but it may expound on some things that I want to share with you today. The Bible teaches us here that he says in the Passion Translation of the Bible, he said, when you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, you will be hidden in the strength of God Most High. 
I don't know about you, but I want to live in his shadow. I don't want to just visit in his shadow. I want to live in his shadow. You see, there's a difference in abiding and visiting. There are some Christians that visit the presence of God. There are some Christians that just show up when they need something from God and just come for a visit. Uh, I, I talked to my church a few weeks ago, and I said, we've all got that crazy relative. Nobody look at the person next to you if you're sitting next to them. But you know that crazy relative that you only see when they want something. They want to borrow something. They need money. Something they need from you. That's the guy or the girl that when you see him pull up in the driveway, you turn off the lights, show, close the shades, and pretend not to be home. I don't want God to feel that way about me, but I want God to look upon me as that long lost relative that maybe that I love to adore, or maybe that child that I hadn't seen in a couple days, pull in the driveway, swing open the door, and run to the porch to embrace them. I want my God to accept me in that kind of way. I want God to look forward to my times of visitation. I remember a story, Brother Greg, right, that... Uh, was told many, many years ago about a construction worker that went to, on a, he was on a job site, and every day at lunch, the whistle would blow, and he would go to a local church, and he would pray. While everyone ate their lunch, he'd take his dinner bucket to the local church, and he would sit in a pew, and he would pray and talk to God during his lunch hour. A terrible accident happened upon that job site one day, and the man was seriously injured. He was taken to a nearby hospital in comatose for quite some time. The doctors had almost given up on him, but at times he would, all of his vitals would come back to normal and everything would be fine, and then the next moment they would be all out of whack again. Several weeks and months went by, and as he began to come out of this coma, they began to talk to him, and they said, there were so many times that we gave up on you. There were so many times that we didn't think you were ever going to pull through. But they said, but there was one thing that was strange that we could not figure out, that every day at noon... Your vitals went to normal. Your blood pressure was perfect. Your heart rate was in great rhythm. Everything was wonderful in that. And the doctor said, we don't understand that. And he looked at the doctor and he said, you see what happened at that noontime hour? Every day I have an appointment with God at a local church near where I'm working. And I go and pray. For the last several weeks that I've been in this coma and not able to go to the church to meet God, at noon every day God came to meet with me in this hospital room and where his presence was, there was perfection. God's healing power was there and God would touch me for that moment that he was there. There's power abiding in the Almighty. There's power in living in the presence of Shaddai today. I want somebody to hear this preacher this morning, this afternoon, that you can live in a place that you can feel the presence of God every moment of every hour of every day you can abide in him the secret place is not Calvary Church make sure the board members don't come after me the secret place is not Calvary Church. It's not the Revival Center in Olney. It's not the closest Pentecostal church to you. It's not to any church. The secret place is the place that you and God get alone with one another and begin to commune and begin to have fellowship with him. God laid a message upon my heart, and you can find it on our church page. 
if you'd like to, to view it. But the Lord laid a message upon my heart a few weeks or several weeks ago, and I preached it as our vision casting service. I believe that the Lord for 2023 for our church, and I believe that it's applicable for many of our churches across the nation and around the world, is that we need to find our purpose again. We need to find our passion again. We need to find the power again today. In the beginning in the Garden of Eden, we find that, G, that God was walking in the cool of the night with, him, with uh, Adam and Eve. For when they had sinned, they had hid themselves when the Lord came walking with them in the cool of the night. From that moment on when he excommunicated them from the Garden of Eden until today, it has been God's desire and God's plan to restore the communion to his people back with him today. And that's what the cross of Calvary was all about. It laid a great bridge to bridge the great divide of communication and spiritual influence and presence before God. We don't have to wait for a man to pray for us anymore. We don't have to go to a priest in a tabernacle anymore. But the veil of the temple has been rent and you and I can step boldly into the throne room of grace and we can feel the presence of God. I'm talking about living in the shadow today. The Bible says if you'll abide in him, he'll abide in you. If you abide in him, he will abide in you. That's a promise of his word. If you will seek to know him, if you will seek to spend time with him, God will show up. One preacher said he's just as close of the mentioning of his name. And I believe that if you and I will begin to pray like we have never prayed this year and continually until the Lord comes back, there's no telling what kind of revival our churches can experience. The best way today to be enthroned or to dwell in the secret place of the Most High is to abide in his shadow. I don't have a very big shadow. I have a bigger shadow than some people. But there are some guys in here that are a lot bigger in stature than I am. And apparently your pastor must be 20 feet tall because this pulpit, every time I stand behind it, I feel like a shorty. But I've met some men. I got, I got a, a cousin of mine that weighs about 360, 370 pounds. He's a big boy. And he cast a big shadow. You ever met somebody walking down the street and you think, I'd hate to meet them in a dark alley? Yeah. Because they have a big shadow to cast. Let me tell you, he is the great I am. He is the ancient of days. There's no shadow that is bigger than his. His shadow can encompass every one of us today. Every one of us can follow close to his shadow right now in the name of Jesus. But you see, a shadow doesn't extend that far no matter how big you are. If you were standing, a spotlight was faced upon me and I cast a shadow over here like these, this pulpit and stuff has, and if you, you would have to be very close to stand in the shadow of this pulpit. If I stood back here, I'm no longer in the shadow 
of that pulpit. But when I step a little closer, I'm in the shadow of the pulpit. You see, when I step a little closer to Jesus, I get in his shadow. When I get a little closer with Jesus, I'm in his shadow today. If you and I are going to live in the shadow of God, we got to stay as close to him as we can get here in church. we got to get to the place that we're so close to him that when the trump of God sounds, that there's no big change in us. He says, surely they should deliver me from the snares of the fowler, the noiseless pestilence. I wonder what a fowler was. A fowler is simply an individual or something that traps or snares a fowl many times in air to bring it low so it can be captured. I've come to tell somebody today the devil wants to snare you. The devil wants to bring you down from where you are. And he wants to get you to a place that he can grab a hold of you and he can devour you. For the Bible says that he is a roaming lion seeking whom he may devour. You hear this preacher today, the devil would want nothing else than to get you to down in a place that you will can be destroyed by his hand today. But I also know that the greatest place to be is the soaring with Jesus today in the heavenly heights, taking up wings as eagles and flying in the presence of God. That will be a place that even the fowler cannot stare you this morning. The Bible says also that he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be a shield and a buckler. A shield is simply a large shield and a buckler is a small shield. That tells me today that no matter what I'm facing, whether it be small or great, my God's there. My God's there to protect me. And if I will abide in the presence of God in the shadow of his almighty power and his almighty strength, there's nothing that can come against me. There's no arrows by day. Uh, there's no fire by night. There's nothing in this world that can destroy me because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world today. Verse 7 says that a thousand shall fall at thy hand and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come thy dwelling. You see, the devil's greatest tool is fear. 2020, many of our church people were cowering in the corners in fear. And if it got a hold of you, I'm not here to, to look down upon you and I'm not here to judge you today. But I know one thing, that the God in whom I trust and I serve that I knew that no matter what happened in 2020, I was in the hands of a mighty God because I met with him. I dwelt in his presence and I serve him. And I know that God would never allow anything to come my dwelling that was not in his perfect will and in his timing. Some would say, what are you worried? Were you worried about COVID taking you out and killing you? I said, no, because when the time that the Lord is done with me, he'll take me out, whether it's heart disease, diabetes, cancer, whatever he needs to take me out, he will do it. He won't need some pandemic to do it. God will just take me home when he's ready to take me home. For you see, those that are living in the shadows of the Almighty, we don't have to fear these things. We don't have to fear these things. Well, preacher, what about all this and all that? And I, I'm not telling you to, to not be careful. I told somebody one time, I said, well, I think one thing that, that COVID taught us was to use common sense again. 
to wash our hands. Don't sneeze on people. If you're sick, stay home. But right, I think they stopped handing out common sense in school years ago. (laughs) But you see, what we've learned also in that, though thousands have died, millions were affected, you and I today are still standing because we have abided in the presence of a mighty God and God's hand of protection has been upon us and God has brought us through it and God has brought it through it. That doesn't mean that you and I are not going to face things in our life. We're not going to be affected by the the things of this world because we are in this world today. We are not of this world, but we are in this world. And because of this world and the sin and the nastiness and the filth of this world, we will be affected by the sin that is here. But hear this preacher today, if you will and I will abide in the shadow of the Almighty, God will provide for us and he will cut a hedge around us that will protect us. Verse 11 says, For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all of thy ways. I believe today that there are angels that camped around about this place. I I felt the presence of God ever since I got here. God already demonstrated his presence in this altar before we ever got to preach. I, I thought, Brother Greg, I'm not, they're not even going to let me preach today. The Holy Ghost is just going to move, and I, and I don't have to preach today, but God had other plans. But God has been here, and God has touched this place. And I don't believe that happened by chance, but I believe that there are some in this house uh, that have already learned uh, to live in the shadow. They've already been visiting Monday night prayer, uh, Wednesday night prayer, uh, Sunday afternoon prayer. They've already been in the prayer rooms. Uh, They've already been seeking the face of God. You see, we can't have this kind of move of the Spirit in our services just coming to church for a five-minute prayer on Sunday morning. But it's going to take men and women, children of God, abiding in the presence of God continually, pray without ceasing, be in his presence night and day that we might experience the power of God today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to live under his shadow today. There are too many people and Christians, including preachers, that want to be big name and want to show off and let people see them who they are. But brother brother Miriam, I'm all right living in his shadow. I'm all right living in his shadow. I'm all right for him getting all the glory. I'm all right for him getting all the praise and the honor. I have a friend that is a gospel songwriter and singer in the Southern Gospel Music Field. His name is Melvin Ostrander. You may know him by the name of Big Mo. He writes, wrote a song and sings it and simply said, my lights may never be on the lights of a marquee. You see, I may never be a big name preacher. I may never preach at general conference. But you see, I don't desire that. 
What I desire is to live in the shadow of a mighty God today and know that his presence is with me today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can you give the Lord a praise offering in the house today? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. The Bible says, the psalmist writes, he said he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I believe today that God knows the voice of those that dwell in the secret place. I know the voice of my kids. I've heard it many times. Don't touch me. Leave me alone. I know their voice. Daddy, I need. Daddy, I'm sick. Daddy, hold me. I know their voice because I've had them close to me. They've been my breast for many years. They have, they have been by my side for so long. I know their voice. I can recognize it on a telephone even when I haven't heard them for a while. I know their voice. And you see, you and I who have been in the presence of God and we have been dwelling in the shadow of the Almighty today, I know that I know that I know that God knows my voice. When I, when I, when I wake up in the morning and I begin to call upon the name of Jesus, I don't have to tell him who I am because he already recognizes my voice because I I've already been living in the shadow of his goodness. I've already been living in the shadow of his mercy and his grace. God knows who I am. He said, when he calls upon me, I will not just hear him, but he said, I will answer him. I will answer him. Hear this preacher today. If you learn to live in the shadow of the Almighty, when you call upon the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus, he is not only going to hear you, but he's going to answer you. It may not come when you want it to, but it'll come just right on time. Like Daniel knew uh, that when he prayed, it took 21 days for the answer to get there, but there was a battle to be fought for the answer to arrive. So if you're waiting for your miracle, you're waiting for your promise, hold on. There's a battle going on in the spirit realm, but it's on its way. Because you've been living in the shadow. He said, I will be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him, and I will honor him. You know, I've received a lot of great accolades in my life. There are some earthly accolades that I hold very close to my heart. Some great accomplishments that I've done. I've stood beside the casket and preached my mother's funeral. I stood by the casket and preached my father's funeral my grandfather's funeral. I baptized all three of my children. These are great accomplishments in my life. And I've had many great men say a lot of great things about me. And I even, probably one of the greatest things that anyone has ever said to me was the words of my grandfather as he was laying in a hospital bed in St. Louis when he looked up and saw me coming into the room. And he said, you're a good boy. After I had driven all the way from Olney to St. Louis to be with him as he was facing chemotherapy and more tests. I had to step out of the room because my emotions got the best of me and I called my wife, I said, I don't think I can do this, but I will never forget those words. When he told me that I was a good boy and he was proud of me. But you see, 
as much as I love that, there's gonna be one more accolade that I will receive in my life. It's when I see, stand face to face with the one who has saved me by, my, by his grace. And I hear him say, well done, thou good and thou faithful servant of God. And I don't believe that's going to go say to everybody, I, and, I, and I don't want to offend anybody, but not everybody that dies goes to heaven. Not everybody that dies are going to hear those words. For the Bible also says that he tells them that they are to depart from him, your work of iniquity, for I knew you not. There are many that will be on our church pews that will hear those words, but I don't want to hear those words. I want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And the best way that I know to do that and to receive that accolade at the end of this life is to abide in the shadow of the Almighty, to live in his shadow, to live in the place of the presence of God every single day of my life so that I can honor him with everything that I've got. The Bible, or the Bible doesn't say, well done, thou good and faithful board member. It doesn't say, well done, thou good, uh, thou good, preacher, thou good song leader. He says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. It's about the faithfulness of God. It's not spending one time in prayer with God, but it's every day being faithful. When you don't feel like it, you go to the prayer room. When you don't feel like it, you go to church. When you don't feel like it, you continue to press forward to the things of God. That's living in the shadow. I don't care how spiritual you think you are today. But the moment that you try to come outside the shadow of God's protection, the enemy will find a trap to bring you down. The safest place you can be is in the shadow of the Almighty. I remember Sister Blankenship when I was just a toddler and we were going through the grocery store and we would be going through there and all these people, they look like giants to me as a five-year-old little boy walking through the store. But I knew that if I could keep a hold of my grandma's skirt tail as she walked and pushed that buggy along that everything was going to be all right. As long as I stayed close to my grandma that nobody was going to get me and I was going to be safe and I was going to make it through the scary places in my life. You see, today, if you and I will hold close to the presence of God each and every day, there's nothing that will befall you. There's nothing that will come against you that can destroy you because you're standing in his presence. Some musicians prepare to come back to the instruments to give you hope anyway. The Bible says here that he will protect us from the noiseless pestilence. This is an infectious disease. I read somewhere or listened to something the other day, and I try not to listen to too much of the stuff that's out there because there are people on both sides of the aisle that are way out there, way left field, way right field. And I try to listen to a little bit of everything and kind of pray through it and just trust God. And I, there's a lady that I go to every day at one of my pickups. She listened to some of this right-wing stuff that's like, I, I'm not sure where they get it from, but they, they think they're right. And I just kind of nod at her and let her do her deal. But I'm thinking she's almost to the point where she's terrified of what's going on and what they're going to do to us. And I'm thinking, you know what? I ain't scared. Because I know the moment... 
that it gets bad, God's going to take this church out of here anyway, and we're going to be with him forever to reign and glorious, and they can do whatever they want to do to one another down here after we're gone. Praise the Lord. But I pray today that something that I've said has challenged you and encouraged you and, and placed a desire within you to live in the shadow of God. It's not just about praying a lay me down the bed prayer. I believe that there are times for those and I believe that you don't have to pray a 500 word prayer when you bow your head at lunch today. Uh, if you're going to do that, don't go to lunch with me because I'm hungry. But I think if you already prayed enough in here, you can say, Lord, bless it, and God's going to take care of it. And there's times for those short little blessings. But if our blessings and our prayers are only little short little sentences and we're on about our day and we're just checking off a list and we're just doing because that's what pastor said you need to pray today. So we say a few words, we pray, and we go home, we go on about our day, and we forget all about God. But the scripture doesn't say that. It says to pray without ceasing. What that means is to always have yourself mindful to pray. Every moment, every hour of every day. I believe instant in season and out of season is just not for ministry. I believe as a child of God, we need to be instant in season and out of season. That's why when you're standing in the grocery store and a mama's wrestling with her kids and they're out of control and she's breaking down and crying and the Lord prompts you to grab her by the hand and begin to pray with her for strength, that you're willing to yield because you've been living in the shadow of the Almighty. Because I know at that moment when God prompts you to do that and you've been living in the shadow of the Almighty God, that the shadow that you're abiding in will follow you and that same shadow as you get close to that mama and grab her hand and begin to pray, that same shadow that you've been abiding on will cast itself upon that mother. Protection and strength will come to her. I believe her children can immediately calm down, that everything can become peaceful even if it's just for a moment as she begins to experience the presence of Shaddai. But you and I are not gonna be able to experience that and give that to someone unless we've been abiding and living in the shadow. We're not going to be able to give them what we've got if we don't have nothing to give them. The apostle said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give to you. You may say like you have not a lot to give. You can't sing, you can't preach, you can't teach Sunday school, but you can pray. Some of the most powerful people I've ever met in my life have been gray-haired ladies that have had never done anything but sit in the back pew praying and rocking and ministering to the Lord in prayer during a service. Calling out in the wee hours of the morning for church people that she may not even know, but God lays up them upon her heart and she begins to pray for them. Those are the powerful people of God. You see, big-name preachers will come and go. We've seen it happen. But a praying saint is a powerful thing. A praying saint is a powerful thing to the kingdom of God. That's why the devil works so hard to keep you from praying. That's why the devil works so hard to keep you from praying. That's like this morning when I woke up and I could hardly swallow. 
And I went into the church after our staff meeting, and I went in for, for morning prayer, and I knelt thing, and I couldn't really speak. But I began to whisper, and I began to move my mouth, and I began to pray to God. And I began to let God know that even though that I could not vocalize it at that moment that I was meeting with him, and I was wanting him to know that there's where my heart was, and that's what I was desiring. Because, you see, I desire to live in the shadow. I desire to live in the shadow today. And I believe if you have that same desire, today there's nothing that you can face in your life that God cannot help you through I don't know what you're going through here today I don't know what any, I know many of you just in a superficial way by us attending here several times we've met we've shook hands we've been cordial to one another but I don't know your personal lives I don't know what you're going through but I know a God that does and I know a God that has met you here in this house to speak this word to you to let you know that the circumstances that you're facing can be settled if you can learn to live in the shadow of God. If you can live in the shadow of the Almighty today, God can do that which seems impossible. As we pray today, I'm going to ask you across this building from the left to the right to the front to the back to respond to the Word of God. If you have a desire today to live in the spirit and the presence of God continually. I want you to step out of where you are and I want you to make your way to this altar as fast as you can. Whether you throw yourself on your face in this altar, whether you stand with your hands raised or fall to your knees, however you do it, I want you to respond to the presence of God. He said, if you'll abide in me, I'll abide in you. If you're coming to him and you're drawing nigh to him, God said, I'll draw nigh to you. If you'll do that, God will meet you right here in this altar. God will meet you right here in this altar and he's not only going to meet you, but he's going to cast his shadow upon you. He's going to cast his shadow upon you, and God's going to bring deliverance and healing and salvation. God's going to bring everything that you would have need of today if you will come and you will abide in his shadow. Will you do that today? Will you abide in his shadow, Father, right now in the name of Jesus? Hallelujah. Across this building, people are responding from the left to the right. Hallelujah. God, I pray that, Lord, as these altars feel that lives are changed, that the individuals not just come just because the preacher has asked them, but, God, that they would come with a hungerful desire that says, God, I don't want to just pray, but I want to live in the shadow. I don't want to just offer up some weekly prayers, but, God, I want to live in the shadow. God, I want to live in the shadow to the point that, God, that every time that I kneel, I feel this presence of God immediately hover into my room. And I know that, God, that you're there because I'm living in the shadow. I'm living in the shadow. God, minister to us right now. Thank you for listening to the Calvary Church Podcast. Calvary Church is located at 406 North 44th Street, Mount Vernon, Illinois. Service times are Sunday school at 1 p.m. every Sunday, except the last Sunday of each month, and worship service at 2 p.m. Also, we have an all-church service at 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday. Calvary Church is affiliated with the United Pentecostal Church International. Thank you, and have a blessed day.